Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Two, the story of Roman and Nero documents a 12-year journey of legendary songwriter Desmond Child and his lifelong partner, Curtis Shaw, and the extraordinary way they met connected and, and connected with uh, Angela Whitaker, the woman who c- would carry their twin sons, Roman and Nero. From preconception through the boys' first 10 years, two is a personal and powerful story of these unique individuals whose lives become inexorably woven together in a magical and unexpected ways. We're joined today by the director of Two, the story of Roman and Nero, Heather Winters. Heather, welcome to Film School. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. And um, tell me a little bit about the uh, the genesis, your journey, if you will, uh, from um, knowing. It's, I assume you knew Desmond uh, in some capacity and and Curtis, but uh, well, tell me a little bit about how you got to know them, and then what uh, what went into the decision to make this a documentary film. Well, I uh, I actually met. Desmond, when I did another film, a documentary I did called Class Act, which was about my high school drama teacher in Miami Beach, and who had taught there for 30 years, and the story was about arts education and the decline of arts education in American public schools, and we focused on this, our teacher, I'm also from Miami, and the film was about all the different people who came out of that um, arts program, that drama program, and Desmond was one of them, so I interviewed Desmond for this film. And uh, that's how we connected, and um, we um, began talking a little bit about, he told me about uh, the footage that he had shot mm-hmm. uh, and uh, about his, of his sons, and started to tell me his story. And um, I became intrigued with the story, and I think the boys at the time were maybe about four years old. Mm. And, um so he had a party at his house, and we started. That's when I met Curtis, and um, and we just began talking. And Desmond and I connected, you know, as artists and creatively. And over a couple of years, we we you know kept going back and forth and and talking about the project. And he and I started working um, on other projects. And he said, "Well, you know, what about this the, the documentary?" Hmm. And at that point, there was maybe already about 300 hours of footage because mm. it, it began as a journal. Mm. The surrogate mother, Angela, was uh, a journaler, and she kept a video diary when she decided to carry the children for Desmond and Curtis. And she started doing that, and then Desmond and Curtis started filming a lot of home movies and life events, as we all do when we shoot things that happen in our lives, and it accumulated into 300 hours of footage which um, I began to go through mm-hmm. and, uh, and to see if we had a movie. So that, that's, that's the, the really how it came to me. Okay, now, now let's, let's uh, introduce our principals here, uh, Desmond Child and Curtis Shaw Child. Tell us a little bit about their background. Well, Desmond is a Grammy Award-winning um, songwriter and music producer. Mm-hmm. He's had a 40-year career span and has had uh, over 70 top 40 hits. Um, and also an inductee into the well Latin Singers Hall of Fame, and is he's also in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, right? 
Yes, he's inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. Well, let, let, just for our listeners real quickly, because you may not have the list in front of you, but I do. Uh, Living on a Prayer, that was Bon Jovi. Aerosmith, Dude Looks Like a Lady. Uh, Inside Your Heaven, that's a Carrie Underwood song. Uh, I, I mean, it's a veritable, it's an all-star lineup of songs uh, that he is responsible for having written, hence the reason he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> exactly. Living La Vida Loca. Yeah. Oh, he did that too. Oh my gosh! There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. So you know, in living on a prayer, we all we all know where we are, where we were when we first heard that. Uh, well, if you're from the East Coast, <laughs> yes, you certainly <yeah>. do. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. Great. And then and then Curtis uh, Shaw Child, where's where he from? Curtis is actually from Missouri, and uh, he was an actor, and um, they met in New York. Um, and they've been together, I guess, now it's, uh, it's 22 years in the film, so it's about 24 years. Okay. Yep. Okay, and so, so the two of them met, fell in love, uh, and, and at some point decided, you know, that they wanted to um, uh, have children. Yes, they did, and uh, that's the story of the film, yeah. where they met Angela, um, on a on a Curtis knew Angela, but they Desmond met Angela on a trip that they all took uh, to India. Uh, they didn't go together. They actually ran into each other there. It was a How to Know God conference that Deepak Chopra was was uh, hosting, and uh, they met there, and um, that's where they connected. And you know, you have you have to see the film. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't want to. Yeah, we, let's the spoiler I'm alert. Spoilers. Yes, but and I but I want to underscore with the film uh, that it is such a humanizing story uh, and the way it's told. And congratulations on on that. Uh, as the director, producer, and writer, obviously um, uh, important to make people understand that while Desmond is certainly very well known, um, uh, this is just a very personal story about their their relationship. Really, has uh, how they essentially came out and how. Uh, the difficulties that both of them uh, went through in in that journey, and uh, and then this evolving relationship that they establish with uh, with Angela um, makes it a a, a very um, you know engaging kind of film. And um, did was there any sort of it doesn't sound like it from what you said the way that you 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 talked to Desmond about proposing the propose proposing the film to you, but. Um, was there any trepidation on the part of any any of the principals or it, the family extended family seemed to have been a little more reticent from what I was able to glean in the film? But tell me a little bit about the process of gaining trust of all the people who are in this film. Yeah, well, that's 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 an interesting question. Um, Curtis's mother had never been interviewed, and her journey in the film is really the yeah. journey that we would like society to take. Yeah. You know, she comes from. A very religious background, and um, having a gay son was shocking to her. And um, she had she had never been interviewed. And I met her uh, the same day that I interviewed her. And she even as she was walking onto the set, I think she probably still wasn't sure if she was going to appear on camera. Mm -hmm. uh, Curtis said to her, "You know, if you, if you are ever going to tell your story." this is the time to do it. And we met, and uh, I'm just very grateful to her. She 
felt very comfortable with me and very safe and uh, entrusted me with her with her story. You can see in the film, it's really yeah. very, very emotional for her. And, and similarly, the boys. The boys had never been interviewed, and I decided that, you know, I had, we've, we've seen this, a two-dad story, but the reason that the three of these people came together and why it's a beautiful love story uh, was to create these children. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided that that was, I wanted to tell a film through the eyes of the children and keep a light, sort of magical um, element to it. And they were nine at the time. They're 11 now. And, uh, you know, I had to get the trust of two boys who really wanted to be outside playing soccer and not talking to daddy's friend, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they're, they're, yeah, that age, that's they're, they have no idea what all this means. And so that's very cool. Um, yeah, and also, go ahead. Yeah, it's also because, you know, it's normal to them. Yeah. You know, so who's this person? Why, why, you know, so, so there, there wasn't reticence, but I think that, um, you know, walking into that kind of situation, there, there, there was trust that I had to build, and fortunately, um, everybody trusted me. Yeah, <laughs> and I was able to get get uh, everybody really opened up, and that's what you you see on screen. Yeah, and and I and I, again, I think that the journey you were talking about for um, was it was Curtis's mother. Am, am I? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, it really is, as you said, it, it's something that you 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 hope is indicative, a harbinger of the of the entire country. In fact, the entire world, um, exactly. and that that eventually, and this is the the uh, uh, the built in advantage of for um, the gay and lesbian community in terms of uh, uh, being seen as is equals in 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 the law and in marriage and in love and all the rest of it is that. The, over the last decade or so, we have seen uh, a real blossoming in terms of the media's coverage of uh, of gays and lesbians and transgenders uh, as as people who have all the same problems and issues that everyone else does. Is sort of uh, flattening out of the landscape for us in terms of understanding where everyone is, you know, very similar in the in the desires that they have. And um, it, this is again another example of just a couple of people trying to do their best raising uh, a loving family. Exactly. They're, they're just living their lives, you know, and yeah. we hope that, you know, yes, it's a story of a modern family and that right. there's all kinds of families and different ways that families come together now, but it's really, I think people are connecting to it and embracing it because uh, it has deeper universal themes of love and family, and it's a human story. I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Heather Winters. She is the uh, writer, producer, director of the documentary Two: The Story of Roman and Nero. Uh, among her credits, she was executive producer of uh, Morgan Spurlock's Academy Award-winning uh, and Sundance-winning documentary Super Size Me. Has worked with uh, AJ Shinak on Convention, a number of other uh, prestigious um, <clears throat> projects as a producer and otherwise. But this is her first directed film. Um, Heather, what was it like for you? You've been on the set, or you, you've been involved with filmmaking uh, a number of times for a number of years before this, but what is it like when you're, you're at the helm? How, did it, how was it different than being an executive producer? It's very different. You know, you're, you're sitting there with your cameraman, and you, you just, you know, you're, 
every frame, every moment, every little thing is, you know, you are uh, responsible for mm-hmm. and, and communicating with the talent. You know, I, I was a very hands-on producer and executive producer. Uh, the filmmakers that you mentioned, you know, Morgan Spurlock and A.J. Schnock are very um, talented documentarians. Um, other first-time filmmakers that I've worked with, you know, I've worked very closely with shaping storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really quite different, I think, the technical aspect, you know, when you're directing and, and uh, setting shots and, and uh, interviewing for a documentary and connecting with your subjects. And, and hopefully, you know, if I make a move into scripted, it's, it's, it's uh, similar. It's really gaining the trust of your subjects mm-hmm. and, and connecting with them and making them feel safe. And then um, luckily for me, I, I had not done this before, but my crew started looking at me very strangely because everyone was opening up. My subjects were opening up and crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, so... Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. Well, that's a testament to your ability to, to, yeah, as you say, put them at ease and feel feel comfortable in that setting. Um, in terms of the relationship between a, an executive producer and a director in your past experiences, is there a protocol that comes into play when um, it comes to editing a film? Uh, is in your in your experience, is this is this the director's realm that the, and the executive producer stays out of? Because there's got to be a relationship between a director and an editor as you're sitting as they're sitting there going through the footage. What is that kind of relationship, and how how did that experience as a as an executive producer carry over into the post production of this film? Well, the the when I executive produce, I I usually. Um, you know the director's relationship with the editor is they're they're working together, and mm-hmm. I usually don't see anything until I see a rough cut. Okay. Or you know, um, it's it's I don't really interfere at all unless I'm invited to to give notes. Um, having directed, I had a, a amazing editor, uh, Lennon Nersessian, on this film, mm-hmm. and we had 300 hours of footage to go through and multiple storylines and. And when I decided to tell the story from the point of view of the boys who were already born, I already I knew that this was not going to be a chronological mm-hmm. uh, structure. Mm-hmm. So we had to come up with something different. So my relationship with the with the editor, um, you know, was very much um, I don't want to say private, but very 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 intimate. And then we would, when we were ready, show sections of the film or, or um, rough cuts. To the producers, yeah, to, to get notes. Well, and and you you've confirmed what I assume to be the case. I haven't asked this question in a lot of filmmakers because often they they're directors and they've not produced before. But uh, you know, there has to be that kind of uh, almost uh, um, tele telepathic relationship between <laughs> between an editor and a director. At some point, you're sitting in these in in close quarters for days and not months at a, at, at a time. Uh, and walking through all of these different things, and I, I see that Lennon was also a, a cameraman as well on the on the in the film uh, on two the story of Roman and Nero. Um, so, so now you've been on both sides of the, I mean not both sides, but you've now been um, in the circle, if you will, uh, with with an editor. Um, how is this going to um, change, or how is this going to affect your moving forward? Are you going to continue to direct, or you want to get back into the the producing side? How, how do you want to go from here? Well, I would love to continue to direct, um, and I 
just just to say something about the editor, Lennon and I sat for two years together. Oh my! And I, yeah, and I think in the press notes he actually says, you know, uh, and there, there are no black eyes. Um, <laughs> we we I was just really fortunate. We had worked together on short form, but uh, uh-huh. we had it's true. It was absolutely telepathic. I could tell him what I was envisioning and the tone that I wanted and the layering, and it would almost uh, happen almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know that's that's such an incredible, valuable relationship. It makes me want to direct again, and of course have him edit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so he's going to be uh, he's going to be busy for a while, I hope. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy I I do enjoy producing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, you know, because I'm a creative producer, which you have the luxury of being, um, or it's a necessity to be a hybrid in independent film. You really yeah. have to be able to be creative. Uh, but but I've definitely got the directing bug, so I would love to continue on projects. Well, um, and and how are uh, Roman and Nero? How are they? Uh, you, you said well, this is about a couple years removed now from from having filmed them. How are they doing? They're they're doing great. They're they're great kids. Uh, I think they said the first million times they saw the movie, you know, they were <laughs> <laughs> now they're, they're a little bored by it. But um, and they you know they they were they were great. They're doing great. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a normal family for them yeah. and you know, it's their normal, just like anybody, yeah. you know, just like everybody else. So they're, they're, they're doing great. And that is, and again, you know, to underscore that point, uh, that is the, uh, the value, the, uh, the, um, of the film, like, uh, to the story of Roman and Nero is, uh, increasingly and, and gratefully we're seeing, um, more and more, um, information for the for everyone to see just the the travails and the triumphs of of uh, gays and lesbians as well as heterosexual peoples and they, they all that they share they have a lot more in common than they have differences and uh, it's great to see this and by the way I just also uh, the film has been uh, very well received on the film cir- film festival circuit and that had to be very gratifying for you uh, is that was was that part of this experience uh, relatively new to you? I assume with uh, with uh, your other projects, you pro- you had them out on the film festival circuit. But um, how was this different for you? Yeah, no, I've I've, I've been out on the film festival circuit with uh, the other films. Yeah, super um, size. This yeah was super size me and convention and uh, anywhere USA, which was a dramatic film we had at Sundance. Mm. Um, this this was a, a little bit different, but we have played straight and gay film festivals. Our first festival was the Nashville Film Festival, and you know that's a straight festival mm-hmm. in the South, and we won the Audience Award. Yeah, and, and we went on to Miami, and we had sold out house of four hundred and fifty. Um, that was the Miami Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, but we won the HBO Hometown Hero Award, and then so it's it's gone back and forth, and uh, we just won the ARPA. Film Festival, which took place here at the Egyptian Theater, so it's it's been a very interesting festival circuit for us, uh, for me especially because the other films that I had done previously did not have any any gay theme, mm-hmm. and, and so that that whole festival world, the gay film festival world, has been incredibly embracing. But um, this this you know the regular film festivals as well. So we're going to uh, international film festivals that are straight and don't have a gay jury or anything like that. So that it's really affirming for us that, um, that the film is transcending 
the gay theme. They happen to be gay, and yes, there are important, uh, challenging themes in the film, but it's really a story of family and love. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also, um, people want to find out more about uh, the film. Uh, your website for the film. Uh, the website is to thedocumentary.com, dot com, mm-hmm. and we also are on Twitter and we are on Facebook. Of course, of course. <laughs> and uh, and we open at the music hall uh, tonight, which is uh, exciting in Los Angeles. Right. And we will be playing there for a week, and the uh, I will be there, mm-hmm. and our editor Lennon will be there, as well as Desmond Child and Curtis Shaw and Roman and Nero and Angela. We will all be there for Q and A's this evening and tomorrow evening. And tomorrow evening as well. So Friday and Saturday that would be October eighteenth uh, and nineteenth. At the 7:20 show, yes. At 7:20 and that's and it's a terrific theater, um, the music hall. It's a it's in a great part of Los Angeles as well. So, uh, lots to do and hang out, go to a, go to a dinner and see a wonderful film and yeah, great. Well, um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for being here, um, and thank you for the film. Uh, are you are you currently in? Are you working on anything um, else or new? that you can talk about? <laughs> um, I am. I'm working on a new uh, a new documentary, okay. and uh, can't talk about it yet, okay. but there are a lot, of, a lot of other projects coming up um, that I'm excited about. Excellent. Yeah. Well, well, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Again, um, the film is uh, Two, the story of Roman and Nero. The filmmaker, producer, and writer is Heather Winters. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.